Good morning and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we take a look at one of our college lectionary texts and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Dean of the Chapel here at Houghton. This morning is Monday morning, September 28th. And we're so glad to have you with us this week as we think about our lectionary theme for the week, the love of God, the love of God. And what a wonderful thing to be able to spend a week considering. And I hope that at the end of the week, you'll have thought with me about five different texts that kind of focus us in on God's love in different ways and maybe think us, help us to think about how we can live that love out in a world in which it's very challenging to do that sometimes. Today's texts are Psalm 107, Exodus 15, 1 to 13, and Romans 5, 6 to 11. And so I'm going to read the Romans uh, text for us this morning. My thoughts will come from there. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we have been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the, fa- oh, sorry, from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, Much more surely, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. I love uh, the way that Paul does this sometimes where he says, you know, if this is true, then how much more this? And he does that in this text. He, He sort of juxtaposes who we have been, with who we are now and in the process and who we are in the process of becoming. So he talks about while we were weak, at that time, while we were weak, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were enemies, uh, Christ died for us. And then he reminds us that now that those things are no longer true, um, now that we're no longer sinners in the same way, not to say we never sin, but that we're not in that category of sinners anymore. And now that we're not enemies of God, how much more uh, does God's favor kind of apply to us? It got me thinking about how we deal with people who are in process in our lives. Um, Part of what's so very challenging about this uh, moment in our nation, uh, and COVID has certainly exacerbated it, is that we don't quite know what to do with people who are not where we are on a particular topic. When I think of friends, for example, who don't share my politics, part of that's just political differences, but sometimes I think, oh, there's a real moral deficiency here. They haven't really thought this through in a way that I think is is healthy for them, and I really want them to think it through. Um, And ideally, of course, I do that in enough humility where I acknowledge, and I also want to bring myself to that discussion and learn what I have to learn. So we don't always know what to do with people who are not in the place where we wish that they were. We don't know what to do with people who are not yet, as we perceive it, strong and righteous and friends. 
we know very well what to do with the strong and the righteous and the friends in our culture. We, we love them and we spend time with them and we uh, you know, puff them on social media. But what do we do with the weak and the sinners and the enemies? Those who uh, we think have a ways to go still. You know, as I ponder those three things, weak, sinners, and enemies, I realize that I actually, I think I tolerate the weak pretty well. I understand that some people just um, aren't where I am for a variety of reasons, you know. Um, I hope this doesn't sound condescending, but like as I work with college students, for instance, I just recognize like there's some things that they're just not going to get yet. And they probably think the same of me. There's just some things he's not going to get. Like, and hopefully we can be gracious to each other in those ways that we are culturally weak to each other. I can even be pretty gracious with sinners, um, in part because uh, if I get to sort of classify someone as a sinner, then of course it makes me feel good that I'm the righteous one, and I can sort of uh, remember that, um, you know, they're, they're still sinners, they don't get it yet, and you know, uh, I can pray for them, and I can feel awfully good and pious about my desire to pray for them instead of harm them. And so I'm pretty good with the weak and the sinners, but, but the enemies kind of get me. <laughs> enemies, there's no way around. There's no way uh, for me to do the same thing with enemies that I do with weak and sinners. Even more than we uh, can't tolerate our enemies... Right? Even more than we have a difficult time with those who are on the wrong side of things and diametrically opposed to where we are. Even more than we can't tolerate others, we also can't really tolerate that in ourselves. And I don't mean that we're enemies of ourselves, but we, we can't tolerate imagining ourselves as the enemies of other people. Like when I pause and think, okay, this person fulfills that enemy category for me, and they might also be thinking of me as their enemy. When I start to think that, I think, this person is so wrong if they would consider me an enemy because I'm, I'm not an enemy. You know, I, I want to be there. I'm a good person. I'm not, I'm not an enemy. I can't imagine myself as an enemy. Yet how important it is to realize that in all three of those things in our lives, when we are weak, when we are sinful, and yes, even when we are enemies to God, God loves us then. And yes, Paul goes on and says, you know, he loves you then like that, but he, he has something more in mind for you. Yeah, I understand that. But we have to start there in that place where we realize, like, in that place where it's most difficult for us to love others, God loves us, like, actually loves us. And I don't mean, like, holds out a, a carrot and says, you know, as soon as you do this, I will love you, but actually loves us when we are his enemies. God is revealed to us as love. And as such, I mean, the, the kind of love that we experience in human relationships, uh, the most, the most um, significant kind of love that we experience in those relationships is, is love that calls us kind of from transitioning to being one kind of being to being another. Um, you know, for, for me, um, because I'm married, right, there's kind of like who I was before marriage and who I was after marriage. And sometimes I look at Jill, and, and maybe it's because I live in a college town, and I'm just aware of who I was when I was a young person. And I think, Jill, how did you ever fall in love with me when I was a college boy? I'm, I, I like myself so much better at 42 than I did at 19. How did you ever fall in love with me then? But the fact that she loved me then... <laughs> 
when there are so many things about me then that are opposed to what I am now, that speaks to me about the kind of love that I hope we enjoy differently now because I'm no longer that being. And perhaps the transition wasn't quite as great for her. Jill's always been a little steadier than me. But it's the same there too. Like I, I love the person she was, even though I'm glad that she's not still the person she was when she was 19 and 20. Those are really significant relationships that exist kind of on both sides of that line. Same with children in my life, right? I remember who I was before I was a father and how fatherhood made me into something different, right? To know that God loves me at all these different stages in my life and that I don't have to, to run away from who I used to be. It's so significant about God's love for us, that God's revealed to us as a God who loves us in that way. So it should encourage us, I think, to be honest with ourselves about who we've been. But it also helps us, I think, to be open to others at the various stages we find them in. We are going to be surrounded by weak folks. We are going to be surrounded by sinners. We are going to be surrounded by enemies. But each one of them is precious and lovely. And each one of them, uh, God loves just as they are, even if they are uh, a real thorn in your side. God loves them as they are and wishes more for them and, honestly, more for us too. Let me pray for us. God, we are thankful that you revealed to us as love, as a God who loved us while we were at our worst. We thank you, God, for the way in which you speak into our lives, help us to become something different, and indeed come to a place where we can enjoy your love more. But we thank you, God, that while we were weak and sinful and enemies to you, you loved us enough to die for us. We pray, God, that you'll, by the power of your Spirit, inculcate that heart in us, that heart of love for others, no matter where we judge them to be on this journey. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as always, a privilege to share with you. I'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Until then, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.